What's up, everyone? Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised a Geek. This week, we discuss our favorite movies and TV of 2022. So let's get into it. I'm Chris, and as always, I'm here with my buddy, Don. How we doing, man? Chris, what is up today? My friend, we are <laughs> okay. <laughs> Everything is good on this Friday evening. New Year's uh, Eve Eve. Is it? Oh, yeah, New Year's Eve Eve. I was, I was going to say it's New Year's Eve, but that's tomorrow. We're recording this on the 30th, so one more day, two more days. One more day of 2020. One, one more full day of 2022. Okay. One more full day. It's been a year, but uh, we... um. Yeah, we're here, man. We took took a little time last week for the holidays, took a little break to uh, celebrate with family and friends and enjoy the holiday spirit. But we are back since I was supposed to to be in Chicago and never made it because of the weather. (laughs) Yeah, man. We took our last episode. We were like, oh, Chris is going to come. We're going to hang out. Yeah, that didn't happen because of what do they call winter storms, like a snow bomb or not a winter bomb or some shit. Uh, whatever, whatever they want to call it, some blast of cold where I don't know, man. You Arctic did... blast. Yeah, no, that's a Mountain know. Dew. Yeah, well, it, it it's apt to what happened because yeah. you you kind of got dodged... cold. Yeah, dude, you dodged a bullet. It was whatever day that was where it was felt it was like, like 20, 20 below zero because the wind was like fifty miles an hour plus zero degrees. Uh, it felt like seriously icicles were stabbing me all over my body. If you stepped outside, it was like people will die in this, and they probably did. And it's oh, yeah, it was bad. So so don't feel bad that you missed that. That was terrible. I do not. Kept debating yeah. about trying to like make it up there later in the week. Almost left Christmas Eve, and I was like, it is so cold up there. I do mm. not want to be there. It was bad. I was like, why do I want to take a vacation at negative 30? I was like, I'll wait a couple of weeks and let Southwest figure out their garbage and hopefully fly up there. You know, January, the weather hopefully should be nicer. Still be cold, but not insane. Oh, yeah. it's, it's like 50 degrees now. It feels like springtime. So, yeah, man, let's let's get the new year going. Not that it, anything really ever changes. I know people always have like new year, new me. And it's kind of a thing that lasts for a couple of weeks. But yeah, man, I'm excited for next year. Do you have any resolutions? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not really a resolution guy because it feels like you're kind of just setting yourself up. You know, nobody can do nobody can do something completely different out of their personality and whatever for that long. I don't know why are you a resolution guy. Got any? No, I'm not. Uh, the only <laughs> thing I thought I would like to do next year is I'd like to. uh read read 50 books oh that's a lot that's like a book a week oh my god it is yeah that's not gonna happen (laughs) i'm gonna have to change that now that now that you're saying it like that i'm like 50 didn't seem like a lot 365 days but yeah there's only 52 weeks in a year so yeah Yeah. 50 books that's a book a week i'm not gonna do that that's very ambitious but hey man maybe yeah man so to answer your question i am not a resolution guy i have no resolutions for (laughs) You know, I was going to say maybe 50 comic books. That's like in the realm of possibility. That's easy. I mean, I have more than 50 that I need to read sitting right here. So my just God. do that next year. Me too. That's crazy. Yeah. My back, my, my reading pile is insane. It makes me so sad um, that it I just. Me, it gives me anxiety thinking about mine. I don't even like thinking about it. Yeah. So let's not think about it. Okay. And let's talk about 
2022. Today, we are going to talk about our favorite TV and movies from 2022. Last time, we uh, talked about our favorite comics and video games of 2022, as, lo- as well as our Black Adam review. If you missed it, check it out. The easiest way to not miss it is to make sure you like, subscribe, and follow this podcast on all podcast social media services. Hit us up with those five-star reviews, those likes, those favorites, those subscribes, all that good stuff that happens across all of those mediums. And if you want to join the conversation, you can hit us up over on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Raise the Geek, or you can shoot us an email at raisethegeek at gmail.com. Cannot believe that went as smooth as that just went. <laughs> like you didn't take a breath you, you, you sound like you've been doing this a while nice 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 one let's talk about some tv <laughs> let's do it uh so the way we decided we wanted to kind of break this down was we kind of talked about what our favorite we each gave our list of this is our five favorite tv shows and we're going to talk about we have our similarities and our differences so we're going to talk about our differences first and things that the other one might not have watched I was just going to ask you before we got started, just in general, do you think looking back at 2022, do you think this was like a good year for TV, like better than most or the same? Did you kind of not have as much fun watching TV this year? Like, I don't know. I just think it was general. a better, it seemed like a better year. Yeah. I mean, and if you really think about some of the big shows that we actually got, like you said, I mean, it's stuff that we're not even going to talk about, but like House of the Dragon and New Game of Thrones came out this year. Mm-hmm. Regardless of it, I know we shit all over it, but we did get a Halo TV show this year. That's kind of insane to even yes. just think about um, the all things that we are going to talk about. What's up? I said we got all those Marvel shows. Not all of them were winners, but like we had a ton of Marvel shows. We had a ton of Marvel shows this year because this was the first year, right? Pretty much. Uh, did all those come out this year? No, WandaVision, I think, was last year. Yeah, I think WandaVision and Falcon, but yeah, this year we got a bunch of Marvel shows, we got a bunch more Star Wars shows. Disney Plus really kind of hit its stride. Uh, Apple TV kind of came out of nowhere a little bit with a couple bangers that really, uh, I think just kind of stand out. HBO Max, like with all these streaming services, everybody really tried and threw some money towards their original programming. and. As you can talk about, I mean, there's only looking, even looking through our like list, there's one show that was on actual TV that we put on our list. Right, right. The rest of them are all from some random streaming service that we had to subscribe to. Well, that's like the new way, isn't it? Like, I don't Sadly, know, kind of. For, for, for me, anyway, I won't speak for everybody, but I don't, I just don't tune into NBC, ABC, Fox for scripted programming anymore. It's just those shows aren't as good. It's They're crazy not. how and, it's, I mean, and even the one that we're going to talk about here in a minute wasn't on any of those. It was at least cable. So, I mean, FX right. has always been quality programming. That was right. an FX. That was AMC. You already know what we're going to talk about. The hints, hints. It's the Walking Dead. Oh, it's not The Walking Dead because Don and I stopped watching that in season six. Maybe if this was a 2016 episode. But think about it. I mean, when we're talking about TV in 2022, The Walking Dead came to an end this year. We didn't watch it. I don't know what happened mm-hmm. outside of little like things. But I mean, The Walking Dead came to an end today. Did you ever think that show was even going to end? No. When it was in its heyday, that seemed like a show that was going to go on forever. Right. And like, I wouldn't have been surprised if that was a 20 year show. They would have just kept going and going. I don't know. Over time, maybe just ratings dipped. Kind of people lost interest a little bit. So, yeah. But yeah, it, it stood the test of time for many a season, longer than some would have thought at the beginning of that. It can't 
it couldn't have dipped that much because they have like three spinoffs in the works. So well, that's that's true too. So I don't think it necessarily, but uh, you know, they just needed to probably cut it because some of those actors are probably still making some some decent money. For sure. So let's dive into. So I mean, I guess you didn't answer. How do you feel? Twenty twenty two, good year for TV. Oh yeah, yeah. I think so too. I agree with you. I found myself. I can kind of judge it by. I found myself wanting to watch a lot of shows, like even more than movies. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh huh. Just the shows this year interested me. There was just so many of them. Um, like you said, some we aren't even going to name on this list, but just I kept finding, you know, these streamers and HBO and and all the ones you kind of named, even Netflix to some extent. They just keep coming out with stuff that is good. And it's like, I don't know if it's driven by the pandemic and they wanted to just make a lot of good quality entertainment for people because they knew people are watching things at home now. Mm -hmm. You know, people aren't going out to the movies as much as we used to. So it's like, well, let's put all the quality stuff on the small screen. And that's kind of what TV has evolved into. And I don't know, I don't want to sound like a couch potato or anything, but we spend a lot of time watching some good shows because that's what we like. So, yeah, I think 2022 was uh pretty pretty damn good year for tv yeah there was a ton of stuff that i felt like i had to watch because it was just that much into mm. the zeitgeist of t of what was going on so yeah definitely definitely a good year so let's kick it off some of our favorites of 2022 don why don't you give us a go in with one of your favorites that i didn't watch as a disclaimer we're gonna try to go spoiler light if no spoilers at all but spoilers mm. still might be there so spoiler warning warning for the just shows warning. that we're going to talk just... about but yeah. we're going to try really hard not to really give spoilers especially for the things that the other one of us didn't watch um some of these shows as well we've done full episodes on um earlier in the archive so definitely check them out we're not going to dive too deep into them just more or less why we're talking about them today at the end of 2022 so don give us a go start us off get us rolling all right i will start by giving you the name of the show and i'm going to give you a little second there to go away from me if you don't want a little slight spoilers or whatever you know what i mean mm -hmm. um but definitely in my top five i would have to well the backstory behind this one is this was not originally on my list because i had completely forgotten it was a 2022 show because it came out in the beginning of the year it yep, also yeah. kind of hurts me a little bit because i can't remember all the little details that i love so much i just know i did mm -hmm. but uh station 11 which was an hbo max uh original series and it had to come out in january or february or something um that's why i forgot that it was in this year 12 months ago but yeah man uh just an extraordinary show um it was one of these shows that and i know we feel like there's so many out there right now but it was just um dealing with the apocalypse Mm -hmm. and what we as a society would do in that situation and how like the surviving few have to find a way to keep kind of life going and keep hope alive when life in the world kind of seems hopeless. Mm -hmm. But like the nice twist on this show to me anyway, was a lot of times when you get a show like this is, you know, apocalypse equals zombies. That's just what everybody thinks. Now everybody's a zombie. There's no zombies in this. It's not zombies. It's just like the few people left, how they are going to do the world and how the world has new rules. And um, 
yeah man the show was just great it was i think it was made by the the same a guy who was a writer on the leftovers which this show reminded me a lot of and the leftovers is i don't know did you ever watch that only the first season i then i lost hbo and never went back okay well there's three seasons of the leftovers highly recommend it to anyone it's one of my favorite shows ever um and this show is like the closest thing to that that i that i can think of like that kind of gave me the same kind of feelings um it's also the same guy behind maniac which i hear a lot of people like that was on netflix yeah but uh but um yeah man this i think his name is like pat somerville and it's based on a book too it's based on a book called station 11 but uh which i'm dying to read now i love when that happens when like something's based on a book that you haven't read and you love the adaptation so much you're like i gotta read that book yeah but uh yeah man just a great show great performances shot beautifully and cool sets and it really just i don't know man it's it's bounces between different timelines and it's very engrossing and uh to me definitely a top show so highly recommended in my top five station 11 you can find it on hbo max still luckily about say, can one. you for now <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's one of the ones that didn't get the axe it's only a one season show too like a mini series it's like a one and done so you don't gotta think you have to sit there and watch four seasons or something to catch up no it's just like nine tight good episodes uh yeah man station 11 check it out yeah it was on my list to still check out my backlist um to check out i just especially before as hbo max has been pulling shows just for whatever reason you know to try to make money and put them on tubi and whatever else just kind of been like all right let's watch this before it disappears mm-hmm. so it's definitely good to know that you uh think of it that highly definitely has me intrigued as i look for something new to watch yeah i think you'd dig it i'm sure i would uh for me one of the shows and what's up i said yeah give me yours give me yours what is your i know you got something i haven't seen in that list my uh one of my favorite shows of this year and season two literally just came out last week alice in borderlands over on netflix Uh, The first season of that show came out in like 2019 or something stupid like that. And I watched it when it came out and I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. And then uh, it took like three years for a second season. So I was very excited for season two, almost to the point where I literally re-binged, which I'm not a binger, but I literally binged the first season in two days to get ready to watch season two. And then I watched season two in just a, a few days. Those episodes were a little bit longer. They had a couple episodes that were like 90 minutes, which was insane. Um, they definitely leaned into the Netflix model of shows a lot heavier for this season. But this is a Japanese show. Uh, it's based on a manga and it takes place um, in like an alternate Tokyo, Japan. So you kind of have these these three friends and uh, then they basically disappear from their lands basically everybody in tokyo disappears and they're just alone and then there are these games that they get summoned to that are like life and death games now the thing with this show that was funny is i watched it before squid games came out and when i watched squid games i was like this is just alice in borderlands and alice in borderlands did it better and i literally struggled to watch squid games and everybody's freaking out about how great it was. And I was like, you know, Netflix has this other show that's better than this. Like, you guys are freaking out. Like, why are you freaking out? Like, I've seen so much weirder shit than Squid Games was. That just went mainstream weird, I guess. But Alice in Borderlands was just sitting there on Netflix for everyone to ignore. Um, it's been like in the top 10 
for the last couple of weeks. So hopefully it seems like more and more people are watching it, which is cool. I really enjoyed this show. I thought it was a better version of Squid Games, for lack of a better comparison. But like I said, because it had a lot of the similar games, but it had a lot more of a video game twist to it where they were kind of like gamers and a lot of the games, there was a lot more technology involved in some of the games, but there was also a mystery as to where they are, why they're there, who's who's hosting these games, why is this happening? There's a little bit more sci-fi to it than Squid Games, which was a little bit more of just a commentary on class and, you know, wealth and stuff like that where they were there because they were down on their luck this was like people were summoned to this place with no seeming explanation um it seems like with the end of season two it's over so like you get an actual ending it seems like i mean they gave you like the smallest hint like there could be more but there's a satisfactory ending depending on who you are i guess you know not everyone's happy with every ending I enjoyed mm-hmm. the show a lot. It was I was glad for it to come back. I'm glad to get a finale for it that I didn't have uh, for the last three years, just about. Um, and I I had a lot of fun watching it. It's just kind of violence and video gamey and kind of little Japanese culture weird. And I was here for it. I enjoyed. It. I watched it dubbed, so it was even more hilarious. <laughs> mm. uh, I really enjoyed the show, and it, it, you know it could be recency bias to a point. But I was really pumped for the second season, and there's not many shows that I'm really pumped for a next season to start. So I had to put it on this list. Oh, man. Yeah, that sounds like something up your alley. Yeah. Definitely, uh, it, it shares a similarity with my pick and that I feel like nobody, nobody like really cared. You know what I mean? And it's I, as you just want to grab people by the shoulders and be like, why aren't you watching this? Uh, yeah, I talked about Alice in Borderlands a lot with because it has it obviously from the title it has a lot of similarities to it's basically a parallel version of alice in wonderland so right. there's a lot of like some of the characters you could be like that's the white rabbit and that's this and it's kind of very similar in that there's a lot of themes that overlap but when squid games was out it was like every time someone brought up squid games like did you watch alice in borderland <laughs> did you watch it no one knew what it was and i kept telling people to watch it and now that season two i've been doing it again so not many shows do i really tell other people you have to watch this show and i've been doing that for it seems like years at this point um so how can i not how can i not put it on one of my favorites of 2022 very good very good so Let's branch step over to some of our favorites because we tried to, we both said, Hey, let's pick five shows. And as we're picking five shows, we realized four of the ones that we picked without talking about it all ended up being the same. So this became a very easy conversation. So the next, so the next show that we uh, felt is one of our favorites of 2022 was better call Saul. Better call Saul was an AMC show. It's been on for six seasons. This was their final season. Um, mm-hmm. So the show is over. It had its finale. We've moved on. It kind of wrapped up Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Two shows and one finale, which is insane that they did. Um, but Don, why was Better Call Saul one of your favorites of 2022? Yeah, man. I mean, what can you say about Better Call Saul? If you if you watched it, you know it's just like uh, prestige. I know I use that throw that word around a little bit, but it was just like fantastic television uh from start to finish if you liked breaking bad you liked better call saul just that that world the the breaking badiverse as we liked to call it a little bit um just engrossing television like it's a slow burn 
Breaking Bad was at the start until like the adrenaline finish. And this show kind of did pull the same trick. Uh, slow burn, but if you watch it, you're just rewarded more and more as the show kept going. I mean, the last season definitely did pick up. Um, but I was happy with the slower parts and the faster parts. Great acting, as we kind of talked about uh, from everybody, from, you know, Bob Odenkirk, the whole cast, everybody brought their A game to this. Um, it's one of those shows that you feel suspense and you're apprehensive the whole time, wondering what's going to happen and nobody's safe and who's going to die and you're scared for people. And some of the people you don't think are going to die do die. And some people you think will die, don't die. It's just, uh, I mean, it was a roller coaster from, from beginning to end. And um, every now and then when I think about it, I was like, man, it kind of sucks. We don't get any more of that. And, and, um, I don't know why his name is escaping me. The, the showrunner, um, Vince Gilligan, Vince Gilligan. Yeah. He's kind of confirmed. You're like, yeah, I'm kind of done playing in the sandbox. I want to move on and do something else. Like, no, please do something else here. Right. Uh, but you know, for what we got two great shows, the movie El Camino in there in the middle is just like fantastic. Better, better call. Saul was a great way. I think to end it brought a lot of focus to Bob Odenkirk. Like we've talked about, and kind of like his shining moment. And it's good to see, you know, that guy who seems like a good dude, just shine in that way. Um, I don't know, man. I loved it. It was appointment television and definitely deserves to be on our list. Why did you, why do you agree? Why do you think this belongs in your top five of the year? Well, it's just a fun, as you said, it's a phenomenal show. It was, mm -hmm. um, very rarely do we get one of those just like finales that feels like a big deal. And this one felt like a big deal um, coming up to an end. Now, my history with this show is I watched it after Breaking Bad because it was pretty much Breaking Bad ended. And this one started pretty much right after. Right. More or less. There wasn't that long of a break. Wasn't that long of a break. And they uh, I, I watched a good like a first few episodes and then somewhere in their lot ditched cable and fell off it and never really touched it again. And then when they were coming into this last season, they were like, uh, Walt and Jesse are coming back this season. And I'm like, fuck, I got to oh, watch shit. this. Yeah. I got to watch this. So I was like, all right, final season. Let's do this. So we sat and ben binged Better Call Saul, like all the way basically to the break, because they did that, what, eight week break? Mm -hmm. in between right so i watched five seasons of better call saw and the first like four or six or whatever it was before they did that that eight week break then during that eight week break we watched all of breaking bad yeah so when the show came back which tell me this i mean it was a great way to spend 2022 like it was insane because i'm like i've said but maybe i'm i am i'm not a binger i struggle with that it was easy to sit and watch breaking bad and better call saul pretty much back to back and it was awesome and it made this year awesome because <laughs> i'm as i'm saying it, i'm realizing we did that this year that's great mm -hmm. Um, so then going into those last few episodes, it was very like had all of this just breaking bad information in my head. And as I said, when I was bringing this up better, the finale of Better Call Saul was so good and I've never seen it and I'll never see it again, where a show was basically a finale to two shows mm -hmm. because they went to a point where they basically gave you closure on things in Breaking Bad you didn't know you wanted closure on. And did closure on Better Call Saul. That's insane that they did that. And especially going back and forth with that. It was just 
watching both of those shows back to back, that was just so awesome that they did. And it was just, like you said, prestige television, high quality television, the acting, the suspense. But what was awesome about Better Call Saul was that it was different than Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. It was a lawyer show. It wasn't the same type of show as Breaking Bad. It was com- something completely different, but similar. And it's awesome for Vince Gilligan that he can do something like that. Like he didn't just do more Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. It's a completely different show. And even Jimmy McGill, uh, Saul Goodman, Bob Odenkirk's character, like he's just a phenomenal actor and you got to see it in this, no matter what you know him from Mr. Show, all the little comedy things that he did with David Cross, you know, I mean, how many times have they reunited to do some kind of goofy comedy, but just being able to see him as that character, that's all Goodman, that Jimmy McGo character. He's just, he's phenomenal. And it's a shame. Like he needs to win all of the awards, how he doesn't constantly win awards every year is insane to me. Better Call Saul is amazing. I'm pretty sure all the seasons are now on Netflix. So if you haven't watched it, you have the whole Breaking Badiverse on there. Do like me and spend 2023 just watching all of that shit because that is like TV doesn't get better than that. Yeah, well said. And last note on that, because you, what you just said reminded me, like I remember during the awards season last year, um, the first half, like so Emmys, Golden Globes, what, yeah. whatever yeah. you have. Of course, they're all nominated. Bob Odenkirk, Rhea Seahorn writing directing everything's nominated none of them won any awards i remember breaking bad did not like win an emmy and there was like an outcry being like are you people watching what are you watching no one's watching this this is like robbery but then somebody brought up like but the second half is eligible for this coming oscars yeah so expect that show to clean up like this year it it needs to if they don't if they don't give this show that recognition then that's a, a crock like i don't really give a shit about rewards for the most part, like I'll right. pay attention. I look to see who won. Cool. If there's anybody I really am rooting for. Cool. But yeah, that's that's a show that's going to be disappointing yeah. if you don't see those people just have their moment. Yeah, it's it's not even for people like us. Like we don't watch award shows really as much, but I think it's more for them. Like you deserve <laughs> recognition from your peers yeah. and Hollywood saying, yes, this was the best performance of the year. And she deserves one Rhea Seahorn and Bob deserves one and it probably deserves her best drama or whatever the categories are. So uh, if you haven't watched it, you should. It's definitely deserving of our top five. hundred percent. The next show that we've, we've done an episode on as well here back in the archives. So check it out. But over on Apple TV, making its debut here for our top list severance with Adam Scott, and uh, Christopher Walken and a bunch of other people that I'm blanking on. This show, honestly, in my opinion, was probably the best of 2022. Like, this show was so freaking good. <laughs> yeah. Like, it just sucked you in. You couldn't wait till the next week to watch the next episode. And the stuff that they did, it was just... It was just phenomenal TV, man. It doesn't get... It really doesn't get better than this show, Severance, on Apple yeah. TV. Yeah, we had we had an episode on it, a full episode. And of it was just crazy. us gushing about how amazing well, well, the show is. Here's how you know we liked this show a lot. Is we 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 do this podcast. If you're listening out and you listen to us a lot, thanks. You've heard, but you hear us talk. Thanks. Mostly mostly about like superheroes and comic books and video games and like superhero movies. Then all of a sudden we were just like hey, here's our episode on severance, <laughs> like a 
like a workplace horror comedy dark comedy Sci-fi, yeah weird and it's like we we hadn't done a show like that and we we're like well is this kind of out of our zone like our podcast is more about like comic booky stuff and like we both agreed like no we have to talk about this because it's just that damn good yeah. um you and i needed to talk about it we finished that <laughs> yeah. finale and we said we have to talk about this show we have this platform let's just do an episode on it because it's so freaking yeah. good that i have to talk about it we're like nobody maybe nobody will know what the hell we're talking about but we want to talk about it <laughs> we're going to talk about it to each other anyway for an right. hour so let's talk about it on the show uh yeah i agree with you is it it's just a great show um adam scott like you said christopher walken the whole cast everybody was fantastic in it it's like the only show i've loved on apple plus so far um that's not saying anything good or bad it's just like a weird point but um <laughs> yeah man because they do I, have servant which i love so <laughs> okay um uh, you should check that one out servant's a solid show i've heard i've heard good things maybe one day if i ever get apple plus again um yeah dude just the way it looked like the the office sets were cool and everybody uh was a great performance like a mystery kind of a weird matrixy i don't know man it's like the office meets something twilight zone uh yeah (laughs) yeah like so Uh, for those that don't know severance was a show apple tv and it basically mm -hmm. takes place in a world in which you can sever your personality so like adam scott's character severs his work and home personalities so he goes into work they flash him he knows nothing. He goes in the office, does whatever he does for eight hours, gets back in the elevator to leave and comes back to his normal self. So it's mm-hmm. just literally this, you know, commentary on depression and a lot of dark shit. But then he goes to work. So we're following his work. I, and I'm I'm really mad that I'm blanking on what did they, what did they call the Do you remember what they called the different. They were like your homie or oh, no, it was the innies and outies innies and outies. So like <laughs> yeah. you, you're following the, the innies, homie. the people. Yeah. The homies <laughs> following homies don't play that. Um, you're following these innies as they're at work, trying to figure out what their company does. But then you also have the outies, which are the kind of real people that have yep. their own lives and are doing their own things and have their own reason for wanting to be severed. And there were a lot of twists and turns that came with just that, but you would kind of have two stories into one. And then you have these characters, like you said, you're rooting for both of them. It's kind of crazy mm-hmm. how it was done, but just that idea that you could like sever yourself and go oh, into yeah. work and you just don't remember work that day. You just go in for eight hours and then you're back and you go back on with your life and you don't know you work. It's just crazy. It's yeah. a crazy idea. From Ben Stiller of all people. From Ben um, Stiller, yeah. Uh yeah, man. I just I just remember just randomly seeing the promo trailer for that show. Um mm-hmm. just somewhere randomly. Yeah. I don't and just the idea of what you just just described was kind of expressed in the trailer like we're gonna make your work self and your your home self two separate people and i remember thinking watching that like that that is so like original and cool of an idea like i have to watch this now just at least the first one to see kind of what this is like yeah original original ideas don't happen (laughs) that much anymore like everything's kind of just a retread of something else but this was just like something fresh and and definitely didn't disappoint i know i loved it and you did too yeah it was honestly one of the best 
TV shows I watched this year. I'm dying for season two because they left us on a cliffhanger. Um, yeah, I'll probably end up having to watch the first season again just to pump myself up. But I, it just was one of the best shows, and that's why it's on our list. Definitely. Next up, which was a show that we had to go all the way back to January of 2022, so it's almost been out for a year, but it's still something that I've thought about multiple times over on HBO Max, Peacemaker, starring John Cena. Uh, James Gunn kind of jumped back into a Suicide squad verse and uh, kind of did a spinoff, spinoff of his movie, The Suicide mm-hmm. Squad, and Peacemaker, which was in that, and then it pretty much picked up right at the end of that movie with what happened with that character, and we got a whole show, and I was not expecting to enjoy that show like one-tenth of the way that I did by the end of that show, I loved it. And by the time you hit those last couple episodes, it was like, I have to watch this show. Like I was excited when I think Thursdays came and they dropped a new peacemaker episode. It was just one of the best things on HBO max all year. And still from January, I'm still thinking about that show. And I still think about, I need to watch that again because there was so much funny stuff. And there were so many jokes that I know I missed because I was either laughing or they talked so damn fast. John Mm -hmm. Cena came out as being a legit, actor in that show like i never gave a shit about john cena being an actor or like needing to go see his movies he became like one of my favorites from this show because he was so good like that is his character he owns it i didn't even like the suicide squad movie with james gunn so i had so little like interest in this (laughs) this show was awesome yeah totally agree and this is another one where i had to you had to tell me that it was on your list for me to remember that it came out this year. Yep. But then as soon as I made that realization, I was like, oh yeah, most definitely. It knocked something else out of out of my out of my list to get this one on there. For honorable mention, what did you kick out? Was it the old man? I or think it was, was the it? old man. Okay. Which you is kicked a couple job. things out. I have. It's it's a very fluid list. But 100 percent If you ask me tomorrow, it would probably be different. <laughs> I, I totally agree with you. This show kind of came out of nowhere. I didn't have high expectations like I I was zero just, expectations yeah because i mean i think i like suicide squad a little more than you but i also didn't like it didn't blow me away i just thought it was like a goofy fun like guardians of the galaxy r-rated is kind of what it, it boiled down to for me i do remember liking john cena in that film as peacemaker being like ah oh, he's funny he's kind of like a little side funny guy telling his knock knock yuck yuck jokes but like in this he yeah fully embraced being a leading man uh the when wrestlers turn into actors you never know what you're gonna get um but we've had a couple hits over the like john cena and dave batista like big ups to those guys Dude, those are the two dave batista is like legit <laughs> oh i know he is everybody, legit when he pops up like he's almost to the point where when i see him now i just want to go see that movie right I'll and there's like that. how many actors are like that Don? i'll go see that m line m night Shyamalan movie that's about to come out just because he's leading it hundred <laughs> percent you know i don't even want to watch the second trailer that just dropped for don't knock on the cabin or don't knock twice or whatever the fuck that movie's called i don't even yeah. want to watch the second trailer because i know i'm going to see it because dave bautista's in it and yeah, i want to watch weird. him with glasses do whatever he's going to do is that weird to say he's like just some goofy big hulk wrestler and now all of a sudden he's like i gotta see this man's movies yeah, it's really weird, and it's something I never would have expected. Even when they cast him in Guardians of the Galaxy, I yeah. still was just like, I don't know. And then every time I see him on screen, it's better and better. And he steals movies. Yeah, I've seen so many movies now at this point where it's just like, when I leave, I'm just like, that's the only part I care about. 
was what Dave Bautista did. I was pissed when I watched Glass Onion. Um just for how, you know, him being in it. And I wanted more from him than I felt like Brian Johnson gave us. And I'm just like, give me more Batista. Yeah. Not, not to go off on a Batista tangent. Yeah, but sorry, it's sorry. Re- yeah. It's tangent. related. It's related. Guardians. It's related. He, was, he was Drax, James Gunn. They're all kind of tied together. Yeah. Peacemaker wrestling. I mean, we're we're next level merging. Now you just together. now you just gotta give us a Dave Batista John Cena buddy movie. That would be <laughs> amazing. But anyway, yeah, Peacemaker, man. Great show. Great action. Um, I think I even said this recently. Like, it was the best thing we got from DC in a long time. And that's long just so time. That, That's weird to say. Like, 100%. that and something else we might talk about in a little bit. But who would have thought that the Peacemaker TV spinoff TV show would be, like, better than any of the Snyderverse movies? Like, what? Are you serious? And it pretty much was to a point. So, um, yeah, man, Peacemaker, hell of a lot of fun. Definitely deserving of being on our list. Absolutely. Check it out. HBO Max, while it still exists. And as far as we're aware, even with all the DC reboots, we're getting Peacemaker Season 2. So, Oh, that's James Gunn's baby. He ain't letting that one go. Don't want him to. If James Gunn is going to hold on to anything, if it's not going to be Henry Cavill, I'm glad it's Peacemaker. Definitely. Last up for one of our favorite shows of 2022, and I'm assuming it's no surprise to anybody who's watched it or looked at anybody else's list, but it is over from Disney Plus and or. Mm. Which we both, I think, just finished in the last, like, what, week? Yeah, maybe a week or two. Yeah. Um, um, and it's been out for a long time, so it took us both a little while. Yeah, we watched the first three. We did a podcast about it, enjoyed what we saw, and then kind of just watched it at our leisure um mm-hmm. this pretty pretty much in the last week kind of knocked out the show because i knew it was most likely going to be on this list just even watching from those first three episodes and then plus everything else that i heard about that show and the seeing the tens that was coming out on ign and seeing some of that stuff i was like this is i know this is good i need to watch this and yeah watching it finished it a few days ago and i'm still thinking about it mm-hmm. it's the best star wars of the disney era is the best thing that Star Wars has done since Disney bought them. Yeah. 100%. It's the best, it's the best thing Star Wars has done since... 1983. The original, the original trilogy. Yeah, 100%. It's better than all the prequels. Yeah. It's better than all the... Books. <laughs> <laughs> better than all the... Um, you know, the Rian Johnson movie and, and uh, all those later ones with the new cast. And it's better than Rogue One, the show, the movie it's based on. It's yeah. better than Boba Fett and Obi-Wan. And I don't care what anyone says. It's better than The Mandalorian. 100%. Like, <laughs> yeah. Those shows are trash. They're garbage. <laughs> They're just nothing. They don't need to exist anymore. Andor is the, the line now. That is the bar. Yeah. Step up. The, yeah. Oh, what's, what's so good about it? Why? Why I is it? It's just the story. It's the first time I've ever felt Star Wars. I felt the rebellion. I felt the stakes of the Empire. The first time the Empire has ever felt like an actual threat. Mm-hmm. The Empire across all the movies was always there as the antagonist. Never felt they were a threat. I never felt like this show just they 
showed the empire as this just legitimate, just like stranglehold on the galaxy. And I've never felt that as much as I felt that in this show, I never felt emotionally tied to these characters or the rebellion as a whole. It was always just like Luke, Mm -hmm. you know, Luke's the good guy, Han Solo, cool. And they're going to go do their thing. And empire's bad. Darth Vader's bad. And you just knew that this is the first time where I felt like the heroes were on the down, like they were bringing up their, rebellion and they're creating this rebellion to fight the empire and you see why the stakes are there they're clear and you feel it you feel emotionally tied to these characters you're heartbroken when things are happening by the end of this series there were feels man there were real feels that i was having for these characters and like cassie and andor is like one of my favorite characters in star wars i rewatched rogue one last night last night i rewatched rogue one which i don't think i've watched in its entirety since theaters which is that's still a really, really good movie. That's that's like the best Star Wars movie. Yeah. That they've done since Disney took over. But like man, Cassian showed up and I was just like, yeah. Like just yeah. it was just Andor was just such a good show. Um clearly it was more adult. It definitely mm-hmm. covered a lot of themes. There was a lot of politic conversations. If you sat down with your kids to watch this show, chances are they picked up their switch or their phone and started screwing around because they could not follow what was going on. There were moments where I couldn't even barely follow the politics and what was going on. Like who did that with what, where, where? So oh, yeah. <laughs> like it was a dense show, but I felt like I was rewarded for sticking with the dense and holding in. There were some monologues that were amazing. Like just the acting, just, all of it was just top notch. And it's something that I'm not used to seeing from star Wars over the past five, six, since Disney bought star Wars, what's it been? Oh shit. It's probably been almost 10 years now, but yeah. like it's been star Wars, but I'm like, all right, cool. But everything that they give me, I'm just a little bit more like, okay, mm-hmm. I watch it. Cause it's star Wars. And then I get Obi-Wan little Ray- Leia with her little legs trying to run. And I'm just like, why am I watching this? <laughs> like, yeah. you can't give me anything else. Like, out of all the things you could have done with Obi-Wan, this is what you give me. Out of everything you could have done with Boba Fett, this is what you give me. Um, yeah. I mean, Grogu is cool. I'm not going to shit too yeah. hard on The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian is like, good. I still like The Mandalorian. No, I'm I'm pumped for season three of The Mandalorian. Mandalorian, I will say, is still... <laughs> it's a good show, but it's not this level. It's not no. quality. It's fun. And right. Star Wars is always fun, and I'm cool with that. Andor's quality. And it really is one of the best shows of 2022. It's the best show that Disney Plus has put out. Definitely. 100%. I cannot. You can go through all the Marvel shows. Definitely go through the Star Wars shows. I just, it's the best show that Disney Plus has put out. And they know it because that's why they were given free trials of it. Those first three episodes on Hulu and ABC and ESPN and everything else that Disney owns. And they dropped these three episodes for at least two weeks to get people to watch it because they knew it was good shit that people aren't watching for whatever reason so go watch andor (laughs) yeah hell of an endorsement but yeah i i agree with everything everything you just said it's like uh i don't want to say like to disparage anyone who likes star wars but it is like the thinking man's star wars like if you think deeper about these things and you want a little more like you kind of said depth and gravity to these galaxy far far away stories this is it this is like the the one that is actually you know makes you think and and gives you an actual idea of what's going on like 
I, I love me some Skywalkers and Darth Vader shit. That's it's fun, but like it's superhero stuff, man. It's like magic powers and lightsabers. This show does not have one Jedi mind trick. It doesn't have one lightsaber. It doesn't have, you know, throwing people around the rooms and anything. It's it's a story about why the rebellion started and it's the clearest picture of that. And I'm finally, I'm happy that they're, that's finally been expressed in a way that makes sense. And like, isn't just, uh, you know, like a, like a blockbuster superhero movie. Um, it's the first time in my life I've actually felt what star Wars is. Yeah. And it because it's always everything. been about the rebellion. Right. It explains everything. If you use Andor as a starting point and then you move forward, you're like, okay, now I see what all the fighting is for before. It's just like good guys versus bad guys. No, this is why we don't like them. And this is what they're doing to people. And this is how they make people feel. And um, yes. And I hate prequels. Right. I hate prequels. You've said many times, many times. Andor and Rogue One need to be watched before the original trilogy. Right? You watch Andor, you watch Rogue One, you watch episode four. Fuck episodes one through three. (laughs) Fuck seven through nine. You don't need any of that shit. Andor, Rogue One, four, five, six. Your life will be happy. Yeah, if someone, if there's someone out there, which I'm sure there's not very many. Yeah. People who've never watched Star Wars and they're like, what should I watch first? I'd be like, Andor. Yep go watch Andor before you watch anything else it'll 100%. give you it'll give you an idea of what this franchise is and what it's built it's like the blueprint on what the rest of it is and it's the most recent thing which is so crazy um but yeah man I'm with you the the performances from Diego Luna as Cassian he's um dude dude is awesome like I don't know what 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 about him just like this suave cool confidence and he's just like a badass and he kills people and he doesn't care and he's just like f everybody um he's got it man oh yeah what what is going on like and like Andy Serkis is a beast oh my god Andy Serkis Andy Serkis is a beast and I've I've always been mad about the fact that he does he's gotten so many snubs in the past and that he doesn't get the credit that that dude deserves. And I'm glad he's finally been able to sh- show up in movies and he's getting roles without the motion capture so he can be seen and get that. But I mean, I'm sorry, as, as it's been said many times, he was amazing as Gollum. He was amazing mm-hmm. as Caesar in those Planet of the Apes movies. He was mm-hmm. amazing as King Kong. Like, he is a beast of a man. And now when you watch him act and he can work those facial expressions like he's had to do for 20 years, his motion capture and seeing his face and watching the emotion and looking at all that stuff that he could bring. He is phenomenal. And his, his arc on this show was just like amazing. And you just felt so much. And he was able to bring that. And once again, we start talking about awards that we don't really care about, but still want to see things for his sake. I'd love to see him start getting talked about because he was phenomenal. Yeah, him and even in Black Panther, he was yeah, he was good as claw, fantastic. Yeah, um, yeah. I I don't know, man. I don't know about you, but the prison, the prison sequence. I loved so many different threads in this, but like something about those prison episodes, just like made my chest hurt. I don't know, just like I felt 
bad and nervous and anxious and just excited all at the same time like those mm-hmm. were some of the best episodes and they got these guys in here spoilers i know we already said it already but like they're built they're forcing men in prison that they are gonna try to kill into like building their empire weapons that's how right. we get the damn freaking death stars you're making prisoners build this shit in prisons and just like episode 10 when they're figuring out their plan to escape i'm not gonna i'm not gonna get too spoilery but like he has a monologue there at the end that was so freaking great like i felt like i wanted to shed a tear almost that it because it was so good and in yeah. the same episode you got a badass stellan skarsgård uh monologue like at the end of that one too just that episode 10 was one of the best episodes i've seen of tv in a long time yeah uh, and that and wasn't even the finale right it wasn't even the finale there were still two left there were a but couple yeah. other good monologues yeah um i don't know top to bottom fantastic show so glad that there's a season two um i think it's only gonna be a season two and then they'll kind of wrap it up but man good uh yeah i mean finish it tell your story it's awesome and or guys even if you're not a star wars person if you want to open your mind to something just knowing it's great television and or is definitely worth your time I say, and definitely deserving to be on our list. Hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. So those were our favorite TV shows. We had Station Eleven, Alice in Borderlands, Better Call Saul, Severance, Peacemaker, and Andor. We went super long talking about that, and you know what? We're not done because we're going to talk about our favorite movies of 2022. So don't be mad because. <laughs> And we decided to call an audible because we knew we went a lot on TV and we don't want to make you sit in here and listen for another hour as we talk about our favorite movies. Cause I'm looking at this list going, we got some talking to do. So we, do. we are going to put this split up this episode. You're going to get a best of 2022 movies coming out. It should be out now. So if it's out now, check it out. If not, it should be out in the next couple of days. We are going to talk about our favorite movies of 2022. So don't miss that. Yeah, that'll be for you. You like films. You like films? You want to hear us talk some films? That's what we're saying. Films so much. (laughs) Movies, pictures, the talkies, motion pictures. So that's what we're going to do. So for this TV episode, it's going to do it for us this week. For Raise the Geek, I'm Chris. And I'm Don. And thanks for checking out the show. Where geek is always beat.